This is the motivation, guidance, and encouragement you've been looking for as a songwriter, producer, or independent recording artist. I'm Jared K.F. Jones, and welcome to the Song School Podcast. Hey, hey, we're back at it again. Back at it again, the Song Scope Podcast. I'm glad you are back here with me. Today's episode, episode two, we are going to be talking about why record cover songs. Why record cover songs? And for those who don't know, a cover song or a song that you cover is a popular song, generally a very popular song by a famous artist that you decide to record yourself. That That's what a cover song is. Many of you may know Justin Bieber. Uh, and many other YouTube or stars that started out on YouTube started and got big because they recorded covers and put them on YouTube. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Same principle, but I'm talking about recording the song and putting it out and releasing it. So this episode is going to be more geared towards independent recording artists, but producers and songwriters keep listening because I think you're going to hear some tidbits in this that's going to help you out as well. Why record cover songs? I never wanted to record a cover song. I didn't. The reason I'm doing this episode now and the reason I'll do many podcasts about this or in general about the things that are going on in my career is because I just did one. I I just recorded a version of Michael Jackson's Baby Be Mine that I have coming out at the end of February, February 26, 2021. Yet I never wanted to record cover songs. So why did I? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want to encourage you and inspire you to do one yourself and why, why you should even think about doing one and how to do it. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. As musicians, what I recently come to find out, this is how we can honor our musical heroes. That's one. This is how we can honor those who inspired us. For me, I'm inspired by Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Neo, many great songwriters, many great artists and and more. But this is one way how we can honor our musical heroes and create connections with fellow music fans. Notice I said fellow music fans. This is a relational business. Gone are the days where we can just put out music and say, hey, check out my new song. I don't even think those days ever existed. Unless you have a lot of promotional dollars and you're getting on radio and all that stuff. Those days are gone. It's now time to truly connect with people with a common interest. Think about how you how you develop friendships with people in school or church or any anywhere else. You shared a common interest first and you built that relationship. And those people, your friends that you share music with now, like, hey, yeah, keep going. And they're encouraging you. It started from a mutual and a common interest. So I'm going to share a little bit more about that in terms of the why. But that's how we kick this off, is that doing a or covering a song is a way that you can honor one of your musical heroes and create connections with fellow music fans. So let's jump into it. Let's dig deeper into the why. Why did I decide to do one? Number one, it's fun, man. It is super fun to do. It's fun to reimagine a classic song. Like I said, my, I chose Baby Be Mine. Maybe you'll choose another classic song. Think of your favorite artist that you want to record a version of. It's fun to reimagine it, to not try to do it just like the original, but do your own, do your own version, your own take on it. You know, not to do, I don't want to say a different arrangement, but if you do different chords and different that, that it becomes like a derivative work and it's, it's no longer a cover. That's, that's something else, but, but it's fun. 
it's fun to do. So listen, and I would encourage you to even listen. See if there's a song that you want to do and see if there are already cover versions of that out there. Listen to those. I heard for Baby Be Mine, I went and listened back to a group called Quadrin. Quadrin is, a I, be, I believe it's a group. I, I didn't go back and um, look at the artist, but Quadrin was the artist's name of their version of Baby Be Mine that was featured on the Think Like a Man soundtrack, that movie that was based off of uh, Steve Harvey's book. That's one of the only other cover versions of Baby Be Mine that's out there. There may be others that I don't know of, but when I was searching for it, that was one of the only other ones that I found. I said, oh, man. And I wanted to do it because it's not as popular as Thriller or, or, or Beat It, PYT, the other songs on the Thriller album. But true Michael Jackson fans or many, many Michael Jackson fans would know it. They would absolutely know the song. Um, so it's fun getting to reimagine it. Number two, I kind of already mentioned, you get to connect with fellow fans. You get to share, well, you share a common interest, right? That artist, that song, somebody that you love and appreciate, you choosing to cover one of their songs and, and then you get to use that and connect it with, with fellow fans. I'm thinking about, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but in sharing how I plan to promote it, that's exactly how I plan to do it. I plan to run a Facebook ad you know, starting out, I plan to get that content in front of fellow Michael Jackson fans, people that I know uh, already like the artist, already like his music and say, hey, hey, I cover this version. Maybe you'll like this, too. You know, so that's the way to do it. And I mentioned fellow fans because I'm not just saying, hey, check out my song. But it's like, hey, I'm a fan, too. I'm a fan, too. Uh, and you get to connect, uh, like I mentioned before, share a common interest. And I think that also breaks down a barrier because it's you, me, and what the, I think at this time, 40,000 other songs being submitted and being distributed to Spotify every single day. And I don't even know how many recording artists, you know, and songwriters and producers there are out there, but we can all, we all have room. We all have room. Um, so long as we're looking to connect with people in the right way. And it's not by saying, Hey, check out my new music. They don't know us. <laughs> especially for an artist just starting out, you're unknown. How do you get known? You know, in, unless you, and I'm not even going to say unless you have a big promotional budget, because even if you do, I still think the best way to connect with people is directly and with a person that you share a common interest, you know, and maybe that relationship can grow and that music that they'll hear, they'll want to hear more of you. Like, oh, what else? I really like the version that they did. What else do they have? So I, th I think that's, that's where this is headed. Um, and the why, you know, number three, it challenges you to be creative. And especially as an artist or even a producer, if you get into, I hate saying dry spell, but if you get into a period where you're not as creative as you normally are, maybe it's time to take a break from your originals and focus on honoring a musical hero and having a way to create connections with your fellow music fans by covering a classic song. And it's a challenge because you have to creatively think, how can I make this a little bit different from the original? Remember, you're never going to touch the classic. The classic and the original will always be the best one. And you want to acknowledge that. You want to acknowledge that when you're sharing it and all that because you don't want to come off as, hey, here's the best. For no, 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 no. Here's a version. Here's my attempt to cover a classic, I hope I, I do the original artist proud, you know, but it's a challenge to think about how you're going to do it. If you're going to cover a song that's not in your primary genre. Now, I chose one that's in 
the R&B soul type realm. I primarily write, produce and release Christian and inspirational pop music. Right. So ideally, I'm going to connect with fellow Michael Jackson fans who also like that music. Right. So eventually they'll be listening to to my original music. But if you're a rock artist, if you're a jazz artist and you cover another genre, it's a challenge. Say, how am I going to do it in this way? You know, how am I going to make this translate either to my genre or, or, or whatever and have those fans of the original artist and the original music enjoy it? You know, so that's a challenge, but it's cool. It's a creative challenge for me. Um, for the recording of Baby Be Mine, I started out with kind of a classic sound, the, the, the chords, the roads, you know, and added some some drums. And then the, when the chorus kicks in, though, I take it to more of an Afro beat vibe. So when the chorus kicks in, you know, oh, this this is different. And hopefully it makes you move You're like, oh, I, I like this. And, and that's the feel that I'm going for. And I was inspired to do that, actually. And that's why I said it was a challenge. For those of you who saw the movie Jingle Jangle that came out this past Christmas on Netflix, in that there's a snowball fight scene. And during that scene, a record, an Afro beat type record comes on and it's the coolest thing. You you don't normally hear that in movies. And that really got me. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I said, oh, I want to do something like that. And so thus that gave me the inspiration to put that in my version. So so it, it challenges you to be creative. And it's not karaoke. You're not just taking the original track or the original instrumental and singing over it. Don't do that. I would encourage you not to do that because this is an opportunity for you to put your sonic signature, your ideas on on, on a classic, your take on it. So don't try to do karaoke. Don't try to copy the original. Be fresh. Have a fresh take on it. And I think I think you would do well to do that. And I think I hope my version does well in that regard too so that's three it's fun you get to reimagine the classic song you get to connect with fellow fans um, of an artist that you love and appreciate it challenges you to be creative number three and number four you get to own a master recording of a classic song and i'm not going to get too deep into the business side right now but for those of you who do follow the business or even for those of you who don't your spotify's and your apple music when music is streamed the sound recording is what generates the most money. The sound recording, the master recording, sound recording, same thing. Um, that sound recording generates the most money. That's why record labels make the most money from, from streams. The underlying song, the musical composition, is embodied <clears throat> Excuse me, in that sound recording. So that there's two separate entities there. There's the sound recording, which is its own entity, and that sound recording contains the song. So this is why you can have and you do see songwriters who make a great amount of money because when they write a song, it can be recorded goo gobs amount of times. <laughs> I like that word, goo gobs. It can be recorded a numerous amount of times. And though you may have 25 different recordings, sound recordings of a song, it's that same song. So, again, not to get too deep into the business, but you get to own your master recording of a classic song. And that's so cool. This is also why I said earlier that I'm not talking about doing a cover on YouTube. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about creating a project, creating an entity, creating a product pretty much that you own that if you push it and if it gets some play and if it does well, it'll live on. 
the song is the classic. Your recording isn't the classic. The song is the classic item there. And you now have that classic song embodied in your recording. You, you kind of tie it in. So you own that master recording. And if it does well, you'll, you'll generate um, you'll generate some money. I'm not going to say you generate millions. I'm not going to say that. You'll generate some money. I can say that. Um, so you get to own a master recording, and that's very, very cool. So what, think about what song you need to cover. I went over the why. I hope that helps. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into here's how you do it, because if you're inspired to do it, especially if you're just start starting out, I want to kind of go into here's how you do it. Stemming from my experience in just having done it. Right. So I'm sharing what I'm going through. This is primarily what this podcast is, is about encouraging and inspiring you with the things that I'm going through. I'm not going to talk about stuff that um, I haven't been involved with or I'm not doing. I'm going to talk about the stuff that's fresh, that's on my mind now. And here's how you do it. So I got eight steps in terms of how you go about recording a cover of one of your favorite songs. Number one, identify the artist in the song. That's number one. You, you, you can narrow it down. You can say, think about your favorite artist. I would say start there. Who is your favorite artist? And you don't just have to do one. This is we want to focus on one, because if you do it right, when you do it another time, you'll be able to, you know, just it's like riding a bike. You just do it over and over again. It gets easier and easier. You'll know what you're doing. You know what steps to take and all that. But I recommend choosing your favorite artist and your favorite song from that artist. That's going to make the experience the most enjoyable. I mentioned that I all, I love Stevie Wonder songs, Neo, uh, I like a lot of Justin Timberlake's early stuff and, and, and the stuff that he has. Uh, there's many, I could name a bunch of artists, Alicia Keys, my goodness, Alicia Keys early stuff. There's many artists that I enjoy and that I appreciate. But when I think about favorite, 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 Michael Jackson, hands down. He's inspired my sound. Um, he, I remember watching tapes as a kid, you know, on rewind. And so I'm drawing from all those experiences in terms of what I wanted to record and, and why I wanted to record a song from him. And then my favorite song from him, if I think about it, Baby Be Mine. That's the song that I listened to on walks back from elementary school on my cassette tape plate on my Walkman, you know, drawing back to those experiences. Think about those things. Think about those songs. Think about a song that you said, oh, when it came on at a school dance or something, something that hits your heart, something that hits your core, because that you're feeling is going to permeate when you record it. That feeling is going to be there when you're promoting it. And it's not going to feel like work. You're going to enjoy and you're going to love and you're going to want to share it because you're drawing from those experiences. So that's why I say pick for the first cover you do, or even if this is the 100th cover that you've done, I would say follow these steps because I feel it's going to be the most enjoyable for you. So that's one. Choose your favorite artist and choose your favorite song from that artist. Number two, Think about what role you'll play. Think about what role you'll play in putting this song together. Are you a singer and producer? So will you sing and produce the cover version? Will you do both? Or will you just sing it and hire a producer? Or will you produce it and hire someone else to sing it? You know, um, I, I would say in terms of long-term impact, I would encourage you to do what you want people to come back to you for when you're sharing the song. So if you, if you sing and produce, I, definitely sing it, 
definitely sing it. If you have to drop the key down to your range, do it. But definitely sing it because when you do and you're connecting with fellow fans of that original artist, if they want to hear more stuff from you, you don't want to direct them, you know, or you want to have them directed to more stuff of yours. Hey, I want to hear more of your stuff. I want to hear more of your voice. So if definitely if you are a singer, sing it. Definitely sing it. And if you can produce as well, produce it. I, do both if you can. It's not that you don't want to share with other people. You absolutely can want to get other people involved and you can at different stages. You can do different versions of it and all that and, and get other musicians to play on and everything. But I would encourage you do something where if you want somebody to come back and listen to more stuff. Oh, hey, here's more. Here's more of what you liked about it, or anything like that. You know, think about what role you're going to play. And whatever you choose, whatever role you choose, define your vision for for the song. All right. I mentioned earlier songwriters and um, producers. Hey, stick around. This is mainly for artists, but you'll hear some tidbits. This is an interesting thought. This is an interesting thought that I had a little earlier. Songwriters, even though this is for songwriters who don't sing, because I know there's many of you out there, songwriters that don't sing. Even if you wouldn't have any, I guess, role to play in somebody recording a cover version, you can turn it into a role. And I'm going to share a little bit how you can do that. Going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think it's worth it. As a songwriter, think about this. As a songwriter who doesn't sing, ultimately, who do you want to be connecting with? Artists, right? Producers, right? You want to connect with them because ultimately you want them to record and sing your songs. So what if... You started looking around and you started searching for artists who are inspired by your favorites, right? If I'm putting myself in that role, let's say I didn't sing, let's say I didn't produce. Here's how I would have done it. I may have looked around for different artists, whether they're around the area, artists that were inspired by or that have been inspired by, let's say, Michael Jackson or Stevie Wonder, what have you. I may reach out and say, hey, you know, we, we share similarities. I, I, I love Mike, too. Have you ever thought about recording a, a version of XYZ, you know, your favorite song, whatever? They may say, hey, you know, I haven't. That would be a cool idea. And next thing you know, you say, you know, I think you should. And you know what? If you do, I'd be happy to to give you some duckies, you know, right? Or, or I'll be happy to help pay for your recording session because I think it would be kind of cool. I'd love to hear a version. Now, again, you don't have to do that, um, but it's a way to create a connection, build a rapport and develop a relationship by saying, hey, I, I want to invest in you a little bit because I think this would be kind of cool, right? Mutual, mutual, mutual respect, mutual fanship, right, of, of the artist. And next thing you know, you inspire them to do a cover. You may want to get involved by helping fund it or whatever. And next thing you know, you're putting yourself in this position of having encouraged an artist to do something, building a relationship. And hey, if you have a project that you're thinking about doing or if you want to do some originals, I got some original songs that I'd love for you to check out. And boom, that's how as a songwriter, see, you got to take bits and pieces of these things. Even if these things don't apply directly to you, you can find ways to apply them to you, to make them applicable to you. All right. Because remember, these cover songs, they're already done. You're not going to go in and, and write anything new. No, the songs are already written. You, you may help discuss the arrangement or something like you can get involved. But but think about that. Never think of an idea and say, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Think, hmm, how can this apply to me? So that's 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 a freebie. That's that's one I just wanted to throw in there. 
because I know there's many songwriters out there who don't sing or don't produce. And I want this to be beneficial for you as well. Um, so think about what role you'll play. Uh, and again, especially for artists and producers, you are you should already know the role um, that you're going to play in this. But choose it. You don't have to play all the roles, but choose the one that you will play in taking your cover version and bringing your cover version to life. Number three, get the applicable license. Get the applicable license to record the cover song. You don't just want to do it and put it out. You want to do it the right way. I used EasySongLicensing.com. EasySongLicensing.com, and it's exactly as it says. It's very easy. If you've chosen the song that you want to cover, you put that information in, whatever information you have on it, the original writer and all that, and Easy Song Licensing goes out and they find, okay, let's make sure we help Jared get permission to record this. You put information in, you know, such as how many downloads you'll think you'll sell. Let me say this. If you're just going to put the song out on streaming platforms, technically you don't need to get a license because the publishers and songwriters will still be appropriately paid by the streaming services. But if you're going to do anything else other than streaming, yes, you need to get the appropriate license. All right. So start with EasySongLicensing.com. It's really cool because a lot of the digital distributors now, CD Baby, TuneCore, Symphonic Distribution, many of them, Lander, many of them have blogs and have services that help you understand, hey, here's each step that you take in licensing a cover song or in doing a cover. So really hone in on that. I'm not going to go too deep on that, but research, research that and take the appropriate steps to get the license that you need to do what you need to do legally. All right. So that's all I'll say about that. Number four, nail the production and recording. Nail it. Take your time. Don't just record it once and say, cool, we're done. No, you have a classic in your hands. <laughs> you have a gem in your hands. Take care of that classic song by recording it and producing it with integrity. Make sure you're using good, high quality stuff. If you have great home studio equipment or if you know somebody with great home studio equipment, do it there. You know, think about, you know, if you don't have that big of a budget, if you do have some of a budget, maybe think about going into a recording studio and doing it. Hey, it's about the experience. You know, you can get some really good video to be able to promote that later. This is my experience recording a classic, you know, blah, blah, blah. It'd be kind of cool. But even that stuff aside, when you're singing it and when you're producing it, nail it. Do it right. Um, really take care of, of that song. And if you don't have a lot of time, maybe you want to think about doing an acoustic version. Maybe just something with piano and vocal or guitar and vocal. Heck, maybe even acapella. I didn't even think about that till just now. Maybe even an acapella version. But take your time. Do the takes that you need to do. Really go over it and make sure you're you're hitting it because you want to when you share it, you want your fellow music fans or that artist to appreciate it. You don't want them to say, ah, I really don't like, it. you know, and some may. Who knows? But but do your best to know that when you leave that production session and recording session that you've done your best. And you want to do that with every single recording, honestly, but especially when you're recording a cover song. It's a classic. Take care of it. Number five. Get it professionally mixed and mastered. If you can mix it, if, if you are one who can sing it, produce it and mix it, go ahead. If you feel like you can, go ahead. Take your time with it. Don't rush. 
But even if you do all that, get it professionally mastered. Get somebody's somebody else's ears on that song. Uh, I can speak from experience in this because for Baby Be Mine, I did uh, produce it. I sang on it and I mixed it, took my time with it. I didn't want to rush it, but I knew I wasn't mastering it. I said, you know, this is a classic here. I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I mastered it because I don't have any other ears on it yet. I want to get somebody else's ears on it, a professional who listens to many, many other records to make sure I've done well, that, that, I've, that the sound, that the integrity, that the sonics of it was done well. And so shout out to Sam Moses at MosesMastering.com who mastered my version of Baby Be Mine. I think it came out very, very well. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it coming out February 26, 2021. But get it professionally mixed and mastered. And again, if you can mix it, absolutely get somebody else to master it because you get somebody else's ears on it. You get somebody else's professional take and they'll be able to put that final polish on that record to ensure, hey, it sounds its best. So that is my encouragement there, my plea there. Please do so. Just three more. Choose a distribution partner, number six. If you have it all done, it's ready to go. Choose who you want to put it out through. I've put out songs through CD Baby before. One song, one or two songs through TuneCore in the past. Recently, uh, Baby Be Mine is going to be released through Symphonic Distribution. Now you have to apply. You have to apply to be accepted into Symphonic's platform. I think when I first released with them, I want to say three or four years ago, when you get in there and they accept you, you can do subsequent releases, but you do have to apply. Choose a distribution partner. There is a fantastic blog, Ariestake.com. I think I mentioned him on my blog before, but it's all love here on the SongScope podcast. I love being able to point you guys in the directions that you guys need to be going in to get any education, guidance, motivation. This is just one place. SongScope is just one place that I hope you continue to come to, but there's many others, and Ariestake.com is one of them. He has a phenomenal blog that he continuously updates on digital distribution. Just one blog post on digital distribution where he compares all of them. He compares like 20 or 25 of them and it's great. I went back to it, even though I've released music before, I go back to it every now and again to say, you know, do I want to try a new distribution partner to see? But Symphonic is doing a fantastic job already with with this release that I just gave them only a few days ago. They're already showing me that that they are going to be a great partner to work with. So I'm happy to be with Symphonic Distribution for this release and probably for the rest of my releases going forward. But go to that blog, ariestake.com. If you Google it, Ariestake Digital Distribution, it should take you to it. It's a fantastic resource when you're looking to choose a distribution partner. He compares everything and he keeps it all updated. It's very, very, very cool. Number seven. So once you choose a distribution partner and you're ready to go, Follow tips on how to promote your release. And here's, I'm telling you, these digital distributors are doing a great job. Many of them have their own blog posts and their own PDFs and their own guides of offering insight, how to promote your release in general. It doesn't have to be a cover version, but how to promote your release in general. Follow those tips step by step. This is going to be, I believe, my first time in a long time following it step by step. I really Symphonic has a really good one where they'll walk you through, hey, six weeks before your release, do this, and four weeks before your release, do this. And I'm scouring other blogs too for any other tips that I can find to ensure that I'm promoting this release the best way possible. There's another site that I came across the other day, 
craftymusician.com. Craftymusician.com. Check her out. She has a great PDF checklist of, hey, here's what you want to do for your release. And again, I'm not just talking about cover songs. This is releases in general. But when you do a cover version, you can get a lot of legs. I'm telling you, the song is already known. You're not trying to break through barriers by having an unknown song from an unknown artist breakthrough. You are tapping into the what's the word? You're tapping into the popularity of the original artist and the song itself when you're putting it out. So you want to make sure that you're following each step, because I say if you can't promote this to the best of your ability, it's going to be that much harder to promote an original song which doesn't have, you know, any visibility already. So follow the tips and make sure that you're following it to a T. Come up with your own too. Some of the tips that you read, they'll inspire you to come up with your own tips and maybe you, you'll do a blog and share those and what have you. So follow tips on how to promote the release to a T. And finally, and I mentioned this at the beginning, prepare and follow through with connecting with fans who love that artist that you covered and who love that song. I would say that is one of the primary reasons you should be doing this in the first place. It allows you that touch point to connect with, I mentioned it at the top, someone with a fellow and common interests. Hey, we both love Mike. Hey, we both love Beyonce. Would love for you to check out my version. Let me know what you think. I hope I did my best to, to honor this musical icon in this, you know? Really, really cool, guys. I hope that you have been inspired. I would love to hear from you. What song do you need to cover? I know it's one. For me, I told you, I held off on this bad boy for a good while. I did not want to record cover songs originally until I realized everything I just shared, until I realized why, why even do it. And it starts with, like I mentioned at the top, honoring your musical hero and being able to connect with fellow music fans. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode two of the Song Scope podcast. I'm here for you guys to encourage you, to inspire you, whatever you need any advice, hit me at jared at the songscope.com. And again, I'd especially love to hear what song you're going to cover. And if you want any more insight or tips or hear about how the Baby Mind release is going, let me know. Hit me up, jared at the songscope.com. Subscribe to the podcast if you love it, even if you like it. Share it with somebody else if you think you could encourage them as well. We'll be back next week for episode three. Last thing, if you have any topics that you want me to cover, hit me at that same email and let me know I'm here for you. You guys take care. Stay safe. We'll talk again soon.